Today on Movie Wallet, we do our initial coverage of the 2022 Indian Film Festival of LA. It's time for Movie Wallers. Hi, this is Joe. Hi, it's Rashmi. And yes, yes, wrong. Movie Wallers is your weekly dose of film reviews, movie news, and general banter in theatres, on DVD, online streaming, or in the back of an airplane. If you love the movies, this show is for you. Greetings, greetings, Yazzie. You are in Mumbai. Yes, I am. Okay, well, you know, it's a little less atmospheric when, than when you were last there. I can hear some horns honking, but um, we can actually hear you over the, the, the noise of it also. But I like the atmospheric honking in the background. Yes, and this is after having closed all the windows, <laughs> okay. uh, which, you know, it's 100 degrees uh, and 100% humidity, so oh. it makes for very interesting living conditions. Hey, but but, but your hair still looks good, Yazdi. Oh, good. good. <laughs> <laughs> Mine would be a frizzball by now. Okay. Okay, we, we are on a little bit of a time curfew here, so we're just going to get right down to business. Um, first of all, Indian Film Festival of Los Angeles. Uh, we have podcasted with a couple of producers, so hopefully you've heard that by now, but um, they were very kind enough to give us uh, access to a few of the shorts. We are going to be covering the uh, IFLA 2022 Film Festival. If you are... The 20th. 20th Film Festival. If you are anywhere in near the Southern California district on uh, the weekend of the... April the 28th through May the 1st. Get your behind down to Ifla. I mean, really, seriously. Um, fest passes are 60 bucks. The movies themselves are 15 bucks a piece. Um, you won't get a better value if you're a cinephile, which, you know, clearly, I mean, if you're listening to us three idiots talk about movies like you have to be really like really into cinema uh and therefore this this is just like a no-brainer so um i urge everyone listening uh anyone listening uh even if you think that film festivals might not be your thing just go go or as yasti reminded us for the great taco truck (laughs) which is outside the regal la live um any given day okay so um Again, let's let's jump right into the content. So there are five shorts that we've seen so far. Uh, these are all being programmed at the festival. Um, the the names of them are Bad Omen, nineteen seventy eight, Mashari, Bagdan, Sandstorm, and I've probably done a complete injustice to most of those. So I'll, I'll urge you to correct me as we go along. I was just going to say, oh, Yasti, if the shorts are anything to go by, I'm so excited. Yeah, and I was I was going to I'm very excited as well, and I was going to mention that normally uh, festival ast- attendees will choose to watch a feature film, you know, a full length feature film. But I think actually the shorts is one of the best things you can do at a film festival because you get such a wide variety of genre, of style, of content, of craft that. Even if there's one out of those five that doesn't appeal to you, you will still enjoy the remaining four. So it's like having a smorgasbord of, you know, little concoctions that you can taste. So you can never go wrong with shots. Yeah. And like you, rush me not to give things away, but I think just the quality of these five shots is just, you know, out of this world. So it, you can't go wrong with these. Yeah, I'll come out and say it. I mean, I think... Um... 
there's always something of it always feels something of a risk to go and see shorts because they can be quite experimental and um you know sometimes they're done by a novice filmmaker and you know they can be a bit of a mixed bag at even the big film festivals but honestly the standard here has just like been mind-blowing i mean there's not a single bad one in the one that we have seen i know that there are many other shorts at the fest but um you know really let, let's just kind of dive into the content here because there's there's, there's Lots to talk about. The first one I'm going to bring up here is the movie called 1978. And I'll just read the description from the IndianFilmFestival.org website, which is where you'll find information all about IFLA. Um, so in the post-Zulfikar Bhutto regime of 1970s Pakistan, two Christian half-brothers find their artistic sensibilities and minority status under threat. Lenny, a rock star, has panache galore, which makes female fans swoon, and his younger brother Thomas reveres him as if he was Mick Jagger. When Lenny stand, lands a major state-sanctioned gig as a singer, he must decide to either sell out or take the nation to church. So, um, again, really interesting setting for any any story to be told here. Guys, what did you think of 1978? Yeah, this is great production, great costume, great acting. Um, I'll say this for all the shorts. Um, they are well-realized movies with a beginning, middle and end. And they're all done in 28, 20 to 25 minutes, all of the ones we're going to talk about. And what shocks me always is how much depth of character is built, how much we're immersed in this world. And I particularly like this one because it's almost like looking through the lens of the Islamization of Pakistan um, as it was kind of going through this change. And um, that was just super, super interesting to me. I really enjoyed this movie. Yazdi. Yeah, I enjoyed this movie a lot as well, more so because it's such a success in evoking a particular time and place. And not only is the, you know, does this story happen in 1978, Pakistan, but the entire short looks like a movie that might have been made in 1978, Pakistan. So it has these technicolor, oversaturated colors, the clothing of that time, the music, even, even the camera angles kind of feel very reminiscent of those late 70s kind of filmmaking. Um, and, you know, like Rashmi said, there is a whole world realized within those 20 minutes. And there's nothing, uh, there's nothing uh, experimental or different. It's just, you know, all of these stories are just beautiful you know, movies in their own right. Uh, and this one has a lot of spunk to spare. And I just love how angry and spunky and uh, fun it is. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, no, this is a cool little movie. And it it, it, it was, you know, it took me a moment or two to kind of settle into to its world, right? Because, you know, when, when you kind of recognize where it's set and then very quickly... For, you know, someone like myself who isn't particularly familiar with that historical period in Pakistan, it was just so enlightening to, to you know, to be reminded, right, it's, it's that, that Christianity exists uh, and existed uh, within within the culture there. Um, you know, things that we think about Pakistan today because it is, uh, you know, uh, a very much an Islamic uh, state, um, those kind of little things that it did between the, the scenes 
the, the graffiti on the wall, the posters, um, you know, people's response to uh, things that they, they see and hear. Um, just, just really, really um, enlightening, thought provoking. It, 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 it will, it will stay with me for, for far longer than its 20 minutes duration. I mean, I, I, this is a movie I'll always remember. Wonderful, wonderful little thing. Brilliant. Yeah. Okay. Next movie uh, is Bad Omen. So again, I'll read the description from the website here just to to kind of cheat and summarize. But um, Pari, a widowed Afghani mother whose life is stuck in a vicious cycle of poverty and debt, must find a way to buy the prescription glasses she desperately needs to finish sewing a wedding dress and sustain her livelihood as a seamstress. As she treks door-to-door around Warton Kabul in search of ways to raise the money, Pari finds herself increasingly helpless in a society that denies women their personhood and agency. Oh my God, this was, this was amazing. Again, I can't believe in 18 minutes and 57 seconds, this was such a full movie about the desperation of this woman and how well it's captured. And we don't often get to see movies made in Afghanistan. Um, So it was a, a kind of a treat from that perspective but also the way that she's treated because she's lost her husband and how that makes her a second-class citizen and the fact that she just wants to do the right thing for her children. This was amazing. This really got under my skin. Brilliant filmmaking. Yazdi. Yeah, I'm just going to come out and say it. I think this is my favorite of all the five shots that we're going to be talking about. I love this one. And I think it's so difficult like you said, Rashmi, to convey, again, an entire existence, an entire culture within just a 20-minute time frame. And, you know, there are often cliches in writing, there are cliches in art, and there's also cliches in filmmaking, where if, you know, people use a certain set of rules to tell us a certain story, there are no cliches here. This is just a slice of life in this person's journey over a day or less than a day and it's not objectively pointing fingers although by just by by virtue of what we see you can make your own um you know you can make your own conclusions about where you stand on several issues uh like like you i was amazed to see you know the inside of pakistan in contemporary times um and at the same time realize even in war-torn kabul the issues and the problems are universal. Everybody kind of deals with these problems. And if we were to go out and look at every person we meet, their story would be no less fascinating or no less frustrating than anybody else's. So as far as I'm concerned, this is just an absolute triumph of filmmaking to just get this all captured in 20 minutes. Uh, It blew me away. I love this, this shot so much, so, so much. Yeah, yeah. Nothing more, more to add to what you've both said here. I mean, it, it, it's a, it's a very touching movie. It's very measured in in the way it tells its story. And I think, um, again, you know, the, the 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 distance that it kind of puts you from the character and how you you feel her you feel her uh, her plight. Uh, again, haunting, haunting, absolutely devastatingly powerful okay 
Um, next movie on the list then is Mashari, or I think this one also goes by the name of Mosquito Net. So um, this is set in Dhaka, Bangladesh. Among the last surviving members of mankind, Mashari serves up a terrifying dystopian world where death comes at night. Wielding only a mashari, a traditional South Asian mosquito netting, as their single method of survival, two sisters must learn to overcome their strained relationship to protect themselves from the mysterious blood-sucking demons. Uh, guys, what did you think of mashari? Um, this is such a great homage to genre filmmaking. You have a fully realized horror film, a dystopian kind of sci-fi film. And it it just makes me happy because clearly here is somebody with very limited resources, uh, but they have an abundance of ambition in terms of telling the story about these demons, vampires who kind of come at night and, you know, your only protection is this mosquito net. And visually as well as structurally, um, this particular filmmaker, who I understand is fairly young, uh, has just created this wonderful thriller, which is just 20 minutes long. And to the movies or to the short films, great credit. You know, the younger sister is so real and she's so annoying, but she's so specific. We know little girls like that. I just wanted to shake her, like, stop doing what you're doing. And it's it's a measure of how well that's been captured. Again, uh, just just a wonderful little shot. What Yazdi said. And I'll just say, what a great movie to be a metaphor almost for what happened through the pandemic and COVID, <laughs> where instead of wearing mosquito nets, we have to wear masks. Um, and, you know, the rules of what you should and shouldn't do and how people approach that. And um, again, I, I haven't seen many Indian horrors and what a delight to see a traditional horror that really frightened me and stayed with me. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I thought this movie, uh, you know, was, it was a little bonkers in that it's um, it's a compact little thriller, and it's it's so um, the, the 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 jump scares are, are are there. They're plenty and they're effective, right? So you know, to to think that a movie. This short can can is dripping with this much atmosphere and and sheer terror, um, you know, and 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 the 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 the, the demons, the blood sucking was you know nocturnal demons. I think that you know they're 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 kind of batshit crazy, but it 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 really is an effective little movie. I, I found myself um, you know really. Uh, you know, just just genuinely creeped out by it. I was glad it wasn't the last one we watched. Yes. Um, I was glad that there was something else coming after this. I'm not sure I would have settled very well so, if that had been the last one. So very effective. Super fun. Yeah. All right. Penultimate one. Next on the list is the movie Bagdan. So again, just very briefly... Uh, roaming around the mountainous terrain of his Nepali village that has been ravaged by migration, an elderly man proudly recalls a more glorious time when the villagers valiantly joined forces to capture a ferocious tiger that threatened the community. Long before the promises of city life led to its demise. I got that completely wrong, but um, hopefully you understood that. So, um, Yazdi, tell us what you thought of Baghdad. 
Um, I'm glad that this too is not short films. Can be. This is a very mystical, very uh, uh, kind of. Uh, uh, you know, it's 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 very immersive, mystical, folklorish story. Uh, but the thing which blew me away about this particular one is the visuals of this particular short. I mean, I can just randomly, you know, hit pause on any frame of this 20-minute short and I can frame it. Uh, it's in this beautiful grays and the composition on this is just so exquisite. I mean, if I was making a movie, honestly, I would seek out whoever did the cinematography on this one and just sign them up, sight unseen. This is just visually a beautiful, beautiful short, but I also like how it kind of goes back and forth in time. It's about tradition. It's about, you know, there is a particular story which is told here, and I think it, it kind of plays out a particular way, but I don't know if the movie necessarily says that that's a good thing that happened in terms of the outcome. So there's a lot to ponder about. It's probably the most... Uh, meditative of all the five films that I'd really enjoy the visualness of it. It's, it. It just looks like a million bucks. Yeah. Again, agree with you, Yazdi. This, this is, I've written down ethereal with a haunting chant, um, which never really leaves, uh, leaves the, the presence. It's always there. It's omni omnipresent. Um, I took it to be much more of a kind of ethereal fable of sorts um, than a fully realized movie. But nonetheless, how delightful to see something so different um, on our screens. And um, yeah, the capturing of the tiger and um, the, the kind of the, the uh, tradition that went along with that and how they did it. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll admit to struggling with some of the storytelling aspects of this. I think it took me uh, a moment or two to really think about what it was. But its sense of atmosphere and, and Yasti, you said it. I mean, you know, I mean, what I, this is what I wrote down as my notes was like, you know, it has this amazing faded palette, uh, patient contemplative visual compositions. Right, it's a very confidently shot movie, and it looks. It, it's it's gorgeous, like you say. I mean, you know, you know those kind of um, like samsara esque in some ways. Remember, there was those movies that came out about yeah seven eight years yeah. ago, like samsara and the dancing one and the yeah. Just you know, again, I, I I won't profess to have loved the movie for what it is, but as a piece of art, it it was delightful. I mean. Just like I say, just very, very confidently shot, and um, you know, it, it's it's just stunning. Yeah, there is a shot in the movie of this this girl who lights a little candle on a leaf and puts it in the water, and then the camera kind of pulls back, and there is like hundreds of these little lamps in the water. That literally made me gasp. It took my breath away because it looks like a painting. It looked yeah. Other otherworldly. Me and, too. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you that that the narration is very non-linear and it keeps going back and forth, so it might be disorienting. But I think just the accomplishment in terms of the visuals is is just masterful. And it's 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 it's, it's a wonderfully desaturated look. I mean, that was yeah. More, it it almost has a black and white 
feel to it, but it's shot. It's shot Sappier, in color, but of, it's just yeah, yeah just uh, just. Yeah, I want to hang this up on my wall and just let it loop. I wouldn't mind seeing this one on the big screen, actually. I think this is definitely one that you would, you know, if we were scoring yeah. it, you would add that, another two yeah. points by seeing it on a huge screen, I think. I have to say, yeah, we we, <laughs> we watched it at home. I can't imagine how beautiful this is on the big screen. Go see this one, guys. Okay, the final short that we're covering in this podcast is the movie called Sandstorm or Mulakot. Mulakot. Thank you. Um, and again, the description very briefly is Zara, the young daughter of a patriarchal Karachi household, almost single-handedly engineers a compassionate act of subversion in Seamob Gul's film, which premiered at the 2021 film, Venice Film Festival. Um, so, uh, guys, tell me what you thought of Sandstorm or Mulakat. Yeah, and what's interesting to me is the English name doesn't actually translate to the the Urdu name here, which actually means meeting. Mulakat means meeting. So that's kind of interesting to me right from the outset. I have to say this is my favorite one of the five so far, um, and I've loved all of them. There's something very today about this movie. It's very contemporary. It's about, you know, meeting on the internet, about young girls wanting to break away from what's expected of them. Um, this is a really well-formed character. I want to see the full version of this movie so badly. There's so much here about culture and religion and expectations and a woman's role, um... Amazing. I was blown away by this one. Yasti. Yeah, I think of all the films, all the shorts that we saw, this one was the one which was most anxiety-inducing for me as I was watching it, you know, just from the first frame, you know, cinema is illusion, right? We are we are asking somebody to make believe what somebody is, you know, what's being uh, screamed on in front of you, but from the very first minute, I believed and I understood these characters and I was living this girl's life. I mean, every little thing which was happening to her, it just made me so anxious because I was worried for her and I was protective of her and I was, and the beauty of this particular short is that after having seen it, I still don't know where I stand about what she should do versus what she did versus what she should not have done. And again, it's not pointing any fingers. It's just saying when you are at this intersection of, you know, a very restrictive religious and socioeconomical environment, and now you have, you know, modern times knocking at the door, where does your allegiance lie? What do you do? Do you follow your tradition or do you follow, you know, the exciting new shiny world around you. And I just love this movie for not having one iota of judgment in it. It's just saying, this is the story of this girl. It's remarkable. Uh, it's just a wonderful kind of, you know, coming of age story about, you know, what you want to be versus what the world expects of you. Just yeah. amazing that this is all done in 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll, again, you know, gosh, the 20 minute running time is, is perfectly judged because it, it allows the movie to kind of go, you know, say, say its thing, 
but then like you say yes you know it leaves you it, it leaves you with many many not not necessarily questions unanswered but a lot of food for thought based on um you know just the world today um you know what in this particular movie could be considered sexting even though you know to the majority of cultures and religions this is you know um like very innocent but you know the naivety of a young girl as she is crossing that boundary into womanhood and and you know what it what it says about um you know certain cultures i have to say um among all of the the shorts that we've seen uh, the 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 standout for me is the performance here um the the actress um and it, her name is pari paris paris fatima um fantastic just, just a very memorable performance there are many scenes that are done um really without a lot of dialogue and and she she conveys without you know it, it's great direction writing and acting that come together here but um her performance here is just very memorable for me i i don't know if you all felt affected the same way but i i, I really thought that you know as a young actress here um she she really she nailed what the context of the movie was about and and um you know just just wonderful wonderful work yeah what a delight i mean an hour and 40 minutes well spent yeah yeah i mean honestly each one was better than the next mm-hmm. yeah definitely so again you cannot go wrong with these five films if you can't make up your mind in terms of what to watch as a feature at the you know indian street of uh, Indian Film Festival of Los Angeles. Uh, just go watch the shorts. You really want me to support it. I assure you. Yeah, I mean, it, it says already so much to me about how clearly careful and, and you know, shorts, like I say, can be pick and mix, right? Um, they, they're often, uh, you know, sometimes sometimes you're like, Ugh, why, why, why this, you know, why, why was this movie chosen? But here the standard is just so high um, that there just isn't a bad one among them. And each one you can see has a deliberate reason for making the grade, right? It made the cut for for very specific reasons. And I, I, I just, you know, really enjoyed that aspect of, of, uh, of, of seeing these. And I look forward to seeing many, many more at the film festival. So once again, just to give the festival a quick plug here, you know, it's coming up at the end of April here. If you are in the Los Angeles, Southern California area, go there, please. I mean, I know we sound like fanboys and girls here. We are. But I mean, we've we've been covering this film festival for a while. We covered it even online last uh, last year with, you know, due to pandemic. And uh, they do such a wonderful job here. And I I, I don't want to, you know, just just say that so that people go and then hate us for it. No, I mean you won't. I mean, if you, it's it's so much fun. Yeah, even if you go and watch these five shorts, that's a, yeah. that's good. And five I good think, movies. Yeah, and in our last episode, uh, we talked with uh, the programmers for the film festival, and um, they mentioned that this is actually the first time that they are creating a program uh, with South Asian focus. So. I didn't even realize until they mentioned it that none of these five shorts are stories based in India, but they're based in countries which are neighboring India. So yeah. two of them are from Pakistan, one's from Bangladesh, one's from Nepal. And Afghanistan. Um, and it's and Afghanistan. And it's just amazing that even as the film festival is opening up to South Asia, uh, 
that just the just strength of the filmmaking uh, is just glorious. It's just remarkable. Yeah, I, I sound like I'm gushing too, but it's, you know, we don't easily gush, I think. Well, well, you guys right. don't. Yeah, I mean, th- this is the thing. I mean, you know, this this isn't my genre, um, you know, and on the face of it. as a, And it always opens up my eyes to the tremendous diversity, talent and content that is coming out of these these regions that just never seems to cross over, right? You know, I, I keep feeling like that, that. There's this is a moment for for South Asian cinema to kind of cross into the mainstream, and anyone that sees this movie that's got any basic interest in in movies uh, will, will will understand and and see and and enjoy what what's but. What's well, being presented well, I remember here. last year, wasn't that, what was the tiger one that we loved? The white tiger. The white tiger kind of broke through um, with with the main um, actor getting uh, a lot of praise. So hopefully we'll see a lot of that this time as well. Okay, well, let's wrap up. Yazdi, I know you have things to, to go take care of. So um, thank you for hanging out with us. Yeah, we, we, it's um, lovely to see you. I know. It's always a pleasure. And right. I know I won't be able to attend the film festival this year, but I know both of you will do a wonderful job and I can't wait to hear your reporting. We'll do our best, but we will miss you. We will so. be, you will be missed. All right. Too many movies, too little time. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, we'll try and put uh, a link to the IFLA Film Festival in the show notes. Until our next podcast, too many movies, too little time. A goodbye from me. And me. And me as well.